0: You can't believe we're here at season five. I mean, through all the different ups and downs and the changes that have been made. I mean, there's been different iterations of this show, but really, this is the third season of the show looking like what it looks like. And uh, it's been fantastic. I've, I've learned a lot about myself on this journey, but more importantly, I've learned a lot from all of the guests I've had on the show. It's all the gems that they've dropped that really inspired me that helped me take away the the little tidbits and really put it toward my own journey for me to grow, for me to expand my horizons, my businesses. And um, I, I definitely appreciate every guest that's come on. And obviously, The show is nothing if no one listens. So please, if you're enjoying Blue Dope, make sure to tell a friend, subscribe to the show on whatever platform you listen to podcasts to. Um, you know, expect some visual elements that you can also subscribe to in that regard. Um, you know, the last season we ended on a high. We ended on a real high. It was my first live podcast. As nerve wracking as that is, it was it was dope. And shouts to Kevin Ria from Kokomo for for bringing me into Samsung eight thirty seven, and shouts to Samsung for uh, allowing me to come back to the space and really be able to do this blue dope live thing. And I had none other than Mr. Maya Winston. Okay, Maya Winston is a brand, and when it comes to just fashion and luxury fashion, it has a trajectory. Where it's just skyrocketing, we're watching it grow right now we're watching it explode and um I'm Charles sure King too real quick, who introduced us, but you know Maya is definitely a real stand up person, and a lot of people didn't know who was actually behind the brand, so we wanted to give everyone this live experience so they could really see him and understand the creator behind this brand that's Right now, you know, you might see the handbags out, but he, he dropped a little bit about what's coming in the future as well. And we want to make it real special by really just exploring the whole journey. And one of the ways we do that, that journey of growth for a fashion designer was by bringing a publicist on. So we had Joslyn Jovan from Black Enterprise. Um, she was part of the panel. We also had a, a fearless fearless creator, and that is none other than Selena, a.k.a. Selena Sincerely. I mean, plus 50, and she came into the game, took it by storm. It's not just a young man's game, young woman's game. There's creative space. There's room for all of us. So we took tidbits and took those gems from all of them. And we got a nice show for you guys to to really start season five. So with no further ado, season five, Blue Dope, The Maya Winston Experience Live from Samsung New York City New York Fashion Week 2023 Welcome to the Maya Winston Experience I'm your boy Blue From the Blue Dope Podcast How y'all feeling? Happy New York Fashion Week who did something for New York Fashion Week? No one? This is your first event. Y'all are supposed to all raise your hand. It's expensive though. New York Fashion Week is expensive. Who did, who did the Drake concert? No, I thought y'all was outside. None of y'all was outside? Man, US Open? A few US Open? That was money, right? Who went to Renaissance? A lot of money. But this is free tonight, right? Y'all happy? Y'all didn't have to affirm? you only had to do Klarna? No pain for? Y'all got to thank Maya for that. We're in Samsung. Y'all realize that? This is Samsung. It's not anywhere else Samsung's about the culture. We appreciate them letting us have this here tonight. But I'm just going to, I'm about to bring out Maya. But real quick, I've known him for over a decade. And what I could say about him is he's been a consistent person. A lot of you are finding out who Maya is for the first time. A lot of people didn't know the face before. They knew the brand, right? But they didn't know the face. So tonight, we're going to have a conversation with him. We got Jaroslyn Javon in the building as well from Black Enterprise, right? I know some of y'all came out to see Selena as well. So so with no further ado, we're going to bring out Maya. Maya, first off, where's the locks, bro?
1: Oh, yeah. I don't even know if everybody noticed, but yeah, um, I I had to let the hair go, man. Um, I actually started growing my hair um, like six years ago, but I was at a a place where I felt that I needed to cause a distraction and hide from myself. And the hair was really me hiding from myself and not really caring about the, the outer shell no more and just letting it go wild, and focusing on the inner me. And growing my hair, I got to really focus on, like, who I was as a person, and who I wanted to be, and really just go deep in, in thoughts on, like, what I wanted to, like, manifest in my life. And honestly, going to Times Square and and seeing my, my face on a billboard, it was just like, Hmm, maybe maybe I'm, I'm at that place where I can let it go now wow. and, and really come and, and show my face and show myself and say this is, this is who I am and where I'm at and where I want to be. And I feel like I'm reinstating some buildings, so I'm exactly where I want to be. <laughs> That's
0: what's up. No, it's kind of funny. I mean, I mentioned a lot of people didn't know the face of the brand. Yeah. So what made you even feel like it was time to reveal that?
1: Uh, I feel like after a year in business and things like business is business is booming and and things have been going great for me. I didn't want to show my face initially because I wanted the brand to stand on its own, even though, of course, my community, they backed me like those who knew me yeah. really did the thing and made sure that people that don't know me was aware of the brand by posting and sharing and women just talking about Maya Winston. And nobody even know what I looked like, but the bag got the opportunity to stand on its own and then the brand and the way I just present myself with customer service, all of that got to stand on its own. And I feel like if I was gonna build a business for it to like have any type of longevity, it had to have a strong foundation and Sometimes when you you put yourself forward, like, the foundation, you don't really get to build it like that.
0: I mean, you mentioned community. For those that don't know where you're from, what was kind of, like, your upbringing, and how did it connect you to fashion?
1: Oh, so, like, the the origin is I'm from a small, one-sided district in one of the darkest corners of Jamaica. Mm. Like... When the lights go down, when the sun go down, like it's. Want to be out there. Yeah, I'm from Spanish Town, Jamaica, and I moved to New York City when I was 11, about to be 12. Um, yeah, and I just, I just got into that's
0: it. So I mean, when you get into fashion, like, how'd you make? Oh, that I was,
1: job I was born into fashion, man. Like, my mom's in the front row. My sister right here. Like my, my furthest memories in life, I'm literally like. And, and I was telling my sister the other day, I wish at some point, like growing up, my family was into like recording and photos and stuff like that. Because my farthest memory in life, I'm literally like under a cutting table and crops of fabric falling from my mom cutting on a cutting table and sewing. And so I was literally born into this.
0: So you were making your own chateau Huh? You were making your own chateau Nah, nah.
1: Nah, nah. <laughs> okay. nah, I was just playing at the time, you know?
0: <laughs> so I'm going to jump all the way to Maya Winston, the brand. I feel like whenever anyone has an idea in mind, it's I want to put this out in the world, but I need a budget. Like I need something that I'm going to put behind. So how did that start off for you? Like what was your budget like? How much do you think people need to be prepared to invest into their own business, design line, et cetera?
1: So when we talk about budget, a lot of times we think of a, a dollar figure, right? Like money. And that is real. But I think your budget is really your time. Mm-hmm. Like the time that I had to budget to say, this is what I'm going to do. Like that was more important to me than the money. Um, but when it came to the money, I was saving up during this time. And when it was time to go, the Maya Winston, I, I, I invested, I embedded on myself, $20,000. Wow. wow. 20K. And it's only twenty K. Like there's many ways to to start a brand. Like you could start it, you could do pre-sales and you know, like you could have a sample and do pre-sale and everybody buy off that. But I feel like where I was and what I wanted to do and I knew it was gonna work. Like I manifested it, I prayed on it, and I knew it was time to go. And I didn't want to do pre-sales. I just wanted to go straight into production because I know these things were gonna go. And so I just went and did full production. And yeah, uh, I made that that 20K back in like three days.
0: Wow. (laughs) Wow. That's what's up. I mean, you mentioned production, right? I wanted to know how has technology helped you from design to manufacturing?
1: How has technology helped me from design to manufacturing? it's crazy cuz i do i do almost everything on my phone uh i'm big on wechat cuz i do i do production overseas okay. so i have i have real good connections with factories in china pakistan bangladesh like i have real personal connections with these factory owners so i do a lot of things on wechat uh i do a lot of sketching on on my laptop but
0: how do you even make those connections? Because I think that's like the next step when someone wants to go into production, right? You see a few samples, you like them. How do you even go about, because there's minimums, there's all these different, what feels like barriers to kind of really launch? Uh,
1: the thing about it is like, if, you, if you've if you ever met me and we communicate, like, whether you're a businessman or a friend or we go into a party, like, the love is real, so... Even as a factory owner, when we meet and we have conversations, they no longer see me as, like, a business relationship only. It's, I'm trying to get you to where I feel like you need to be. Because for some reason, with whoever I ever meet, they always see something in me that for a long time I didn't even see in myself. And the relationship I had with my particular um, manufacturer in China. I met him in 2015 when I was in China.
0: So you had to go to China?
1: Oh, of course. (laughs) Um, I met him in 2015 when I went to China, and I didn't even go to China to make bags. But it was an opportunity to make some samples, and I wanted some bags just for myself, carrying my own wallet with my name on it. So I made some, and I kept communication with him throughout that whole time, and we just... We're really good like that. So when it comes to minimums, he works with me. Like I don't really I don't really have those minimums issues.
0: That's what's up. So now the site is launched, everything's out. How did you get the word out? Like did you have to go like search engine optimization? How did you draw people to your site at first?
1: <laughs>
0: right here. Yeah. <laughs> yourselves.
1: Like the the word was out before I had a website. Uh I made a website because the word was out. Like, true story, I made a website because the word was out. I was already selling without a website. Wow, wow. I, I sold practically a third of my inventory before I even had a website because once I posted on Instagram and they got a hold of it, it was like, wow, like Olivia's right here in the front. Like, I've never met her a day in my life. This is my first time ever seeing That's her. In what's person. up? And Welcome, Olivia. To her friends, like, it's crazy. And that's just how it is for everybody here.
0: So, I mean, that's really organic. And then as we jump so in... You
1: say the word organic. That's, that's the thing for me. I wanted to stand on being super authentic, super organic throughout the whole phase. Uh, I, even when it comes down to, like, social media, Instagram, and whatever, you have people that buy followers or just do the thing to to make it seem like what it's not. And down to down to saying I wanted to do like marketing product promotions with like even like Google ads and stuff. Yeah. My whole thing is I don't want to run ads. Okay. For the first year, I don't want to run ads. I don't want to do nothing that's not coming directly from my people. And because of that, I felt like, the foundation that I I got the opportunity to build, it it was stronger that way.
0: And I mean, within this first year, you also then ended up on the arms of content creators and celebrities. So what is it like for you to even have to try to engage with them as well?
1: (laughs) Even that, right? Waking up on Christmas morning and see Remy Ma at the garden, first first front row at the garden. Remy Ma... That's that's done, but I don't know if he's here, but I have a really close friend, Daniel, and he calls me and said, hey, I'm shooting Remy Ma today. Wow. And she said, you should come down here. But that's just the, that's just the thing. Like, all my friends, all, everyone, if they're in a position to, to spread the word and, and say some good things about me, they will because that's just who I am as a person. And I feel like whatever you put out and however you put it out, that's how you get it back in return. So I didn't seek out celebrities, again, because I wanted to be organic. I feel like when you go the celebrity route, celebrities celebrities get their stuff from stylists, right? And once a celebrity posts, their fans then get on that. But their fans don't really know why they're getting on that because a celebrity has it. But the thing about a celebrity is tomorrow they're going to wear another brand. And when they wear that brand, their fans are on that brand tomorrow. So there's no consistency. There's no, like, I want Maya Winston to be like a cult. Yeah. yeah. I want to feel like the J. Cole of this. You know, like, <laughs> I want to say, like, when I put something out, you're going to get it because we're, we're like that.
0: Has g- your gender, age, sexual ad- sexuality, has any of that been a barrier for you, or have you felt anything indifferent jumping into the fashion industry?
1: I wouldn't notice, because, like, think about it, my name's Maya. A lot (laughs) of people thought you were a woman for a
0: while. They was like, yo, who's the woman behind this brand?
1: But the thing about it is, like, my name being Maya, my name didn't just become Maya. Like, I was born Maya. I've been having that, that same thing since I was a kid. When I was going in the first grade, when I was going to change to another school, like, just have... I remember the first time that I tried to call myself Winston.
0: <laughs> People like, who's that? Instead
1: of calling myself Maya. <laughs> and immediately I said, that's a mistake. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> because it's like, Winston's an old Jamaican man's last name. Um, man. yeah. like, nobody wants to a be fact. Winston. So being Maya, I never really felt the, the whole thing of like gender inequality. Because me personally, I step into that room as myself and however you approach me I wouldn't even notice it because I have my own objectives you know
0: I mean you could have made a brand that focused on stuff you could put on your own back why did you focus on women
1: well I can't I can't buy all my inventory so <laughs> I'm not going to I'm not going to do a brand that I need to buy for myself but as you can see like this is my family right here like, I have a mom my sisters my nephew but i was I was raised by a woman like a woman household uh I get my i i'll i'll say my my style is like from watching women and how they put their thing on you know um and for me, my whole life, women have just been my backbone and who always have my back and who always gonna support me so when it was time to do a brand, it made sense that I'm going to do a brand where I know I'm going to have the utmost support and I'm going to choose and get into the accessory line where a man is not thinking, okay, I have to buy for myself, but I definitely got to buy for my girl. So it's kind of like still hitting both, both angles.
0: Are you planning to expand into a full out men's line too? Nah. Nah. Sorry fellas. (laughs) (laughs) Um, I did want to ask, though, now that you've entered the market, how have your peers received you, right? There are other black males that are coming up and it's become more popular. Have other brands embraced you as peers or do you kind of feel now, I right, as a new competitor, we don't necessarily like Mil Winston?
1: Again, like I said, even like when I walk into a room, I walk in as myself and I don't really notice anything else that's going on that's opposing me i'm just looking for the positives in that room so i wouldn't even know at the end of the day i just know that i have these people that really support me and my focus is on my customers and the people that's riding with me so i really i I don't take notice to that
0: you've had a good road so far brother Uh, (laughs) you've had a good road so far (laughs) I feel that, you know, in the last few years, people have definitely been more conscious of where they buy from and supporting black brands. Do you feel like that's played a role in your success?
1: Oh, for sure. For sure. Uh, I remember just years ago when buying black wasn't really like the thing. And I think it's just it's a great it's great to see like the culture shift to like that, where. We're focusing on pouring into ourselves and keeping the dollar in the black community. Um, say that again?:
0: Yeah, no, it's just a matter of are you feeling the facts like:
1: Oh yeah, no the love is the love is there, like having articles that that's that's really saying like, okay, black designer, upcoming, you, it's everything to me.
0: How long until you stop handwriting? everything you know on a purchase
1: until I can't no more. Really? Um, I I guess we just have to up it some more and let's just up it some more. I, I want, I want to, I want to be forced to not be able to do that, you know, and sometimes it's stressful. Sometimes I don't, I don't get to like eat because I'm just locked in writing notes, rapping, and I'm doing that by myself. Like, I make sure that the love is being exchanged from my hands by the time you get to you, like you're feeling that love. And because you're feeling that love is why when you get your package, you're actually saying, "Okay, this love that I just got, I'm going to I'm going to reciprocate it and I'm going to put it out to my social media feed. And that's the biggest thing to me to actually see people spend their money with me. And when they get their package, make it a duty to say, oh, look, I bought this from Maya. And that's, that's actually, that's crazy to me.
0: Now, I've known you long enough to know that this wasn't really your first go around with fashion, right? You, you did have something else that you focused on in the past. How did you get to this point where you knew that this brand, this Maya Winston line, this is going to be the one and at what point did you realize this is just really worth it? Was, when you, was it when you made, made up that first 20K you invested? Or at what point did you realize, like, this is it for real?
1: Um, I, think, I think experience is the best teacher. And having that experience with another brand prior and just knowing what, was, what worked and what didn't work and what I needed to work on within myself in order for it to be successful When it was time for me to say, okay, this is what I'm manifesting, this is what I'm doing, I knew, I knew before I even put it out. I'm Anna, a transgender woman. And I'm Cam,
2: your dad. And this. Is the transgender?
1: Join Anna as she chronicles her transition and Cam as he learns how to be a supportive parent.
2: This podcast is about embracing differences and finding common ground. It's a roller coaster of emotions, laughter, and genuine connection.
1: Tune in to new episodes of the Transgender Bi Weekly. Subscribe and listen to the Transgender on your favorite podcast platform.
2: Love you all, except the bigots.
0: When it comes to scalability, right? Do you plan to take on any venture capitalism type of investment? Have you thought of that far? Like, how do you scale more?
1: The thing, the thing is like, I'm really like big on business, right? Like, I think I'm more of a businessman than a designer. I never, I've never called myself a designer like ever. So I'm really like a businessman. So of course I thought about that. But in thinking about that, I also think about my customers and the type of brand I want to build. And sometimes you you lose control and you lose you lose sight of what that really looks like just because of a dollar figure. And for me, that's Maya Winston was never about that. Maya Winston was always about building up a community and being able to stand on that. and Going going that way, I I don't really I don't really know what it looks like, but if it does appear, it, it has to come correct.
0: People often get scared when their favorite brands end up everywhere. They wonder if the quality is going to change, everything like that. So but
1: the thing about it is, black culture just don't rock with that. <laughs> <laughs> like we just don't wear what everybody else is wearing, and we're the first to always say, yeah, we off that, we did that last year. And that's my biggest fear with anything within a brand. And that's why I said, you have to like build a strong foundation to where it's, it's not like that. Like, you don't need to bang. It's It's not like that. You know, oh, this is a spotlight. Oh. <laughs>
0: It's the spotlight, but I mean, it's kind of a good cue. We're actually going to take a little quick moment because like I said, we have two more people coming out to join the panel. So let's take a minute to breathe and we're going to bring them out. Clap it up for my, y'all. Check it out. We have two people coming to the stage. I'm going to introduce them right now. Number one is Jaroslyn Javon. So Jaroslyn is a journalist and host based out of Los Angeles. She actually flew out here for this, out of LA, but pr- a proud New York City native. She has a bachelor's in media and communications from Old Westbury. And Jeroslyn started her career launching her own blog before going on to hold writer and editor positions with leading media outlets. Jeroslyn currently works as a writer and host with Black Enterprise where she hosts her show The Culture Shift with Jeroslyn Jovan. Aimed at inspiring the leaders of tomorrow, Jeroslyn lives by her mission to be bold, stand out and make a statement. Next up we also have Selena aka Selena Sincerely who is an over 50 creator, mom of three, that is still discovering who she is while navigating menopause, love, and life with style? Her biggest goal is to use her platform to dispel untruths and misconceptions about aging. Let's clap it up for him. <laughs>
3: So had me go before her before you said all that bio and then (laughs) had me come out It's an old lady coming out after (laughs) a goddess came out. You
0: you goes for all of them. (laughs)
2: Yes, literally.
0: Literally. I'm I'm gonna put you in the hot seat first, Rosalind, though.
2: Okay, I'm ready.
0: I just want you to share kind of with everyone how you started with media. I know you had the blog, but how'd you kind of make the jump to black enterprise? Because I know it didn't happen overnight.
2: It sure didn't. But it, it for me, it's like it was like entrepreneurship to employment to freelance to freedom, like it it was like I started my own blog. I, you know, was it was years ago. The scene was different. The media scene was different. Everybody wasn't just hiring straight out of college, but I knew what I wanted to do. And I knew I just had the talent, the talent and the passion. And I started my own outlet. You know, This was like before Shade Room, before a lot of the ones that are like really dominating right now. So there wasn't really a mold to follow. So I was just kind of doing my own thing, but doing it so well that people were working with me with no money. So I was just like, okay. After a while I was like, okay, I don't really know. I'm just like kind of hitting brick walls, hitting brick walls. I really need to go get, put myself out there. And I applied for an internship. I went from an unpaid intern to a managing editor, got moved out to LA from there. Once you're in, you're in. And so I was in and, um, with black enterprise, this was like almost three years ago, they were, they were hiring and I just applied and, um, I, I got it. And then once I was in there, you know, you just, you, you you read the room first, you read the room, you see what's missing. How can I fill these gaps and, and, and. What I love about them is they see my value. They appreciate my value. And, you know, it's just been up from there. So, yeah. Thank you.
0: They've had some easy votes, right? That's what it sounds like. But it's a blessing. It's (laughs) a blessing. Yes, yes. How have other, like, media platforms, like, such as podcasts, how has it impacted, like, your side of media in the last few years?
2: Oh, it's so much better, you know, because before you... If you want to be in media, you were having to hope on you got hired for a television company and Mm. they wasn't really they don't they wasn't really hiring people that look like me. Uh, So now with the podcast scene, it's just organic. You can do it yourself. Build your own your own uh, brand, your own fan base, your own crowd. First of all, I just love your energy. You were just like giving it to me, and I'm taking it. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> like you're giving it, I'm taking it. Um, and really connect with people without it. And you see it, you see it just every day now. Like people are really, you know, from Disa Samero to Z-Way, starting from a podcast, and now it it can branch to television. Um, so just now is definitely the time.
0: That's what's up, Selena. Yes. I want to how did you get your start in content creation? And when did you realize that there was a lane and a space for you?
3: I've been on there for so long. I've been on Instagram for eight years. And then the last two and a half years, people were like, oh, who's that old lady? What's she, what's she got on? Um, and once I, COVID. So we was baking bread and doing TikTok dances, and I can do either. So my youngest and I started making reels, um, but I always had fashion involved, and that's always been my passion. And so I started to just take my own pictures with my tripod, and I still, to this day, I do it by myself. I put my tripod out at 7 o'clock in the morning before I go to a job, and take my content and post it, and then people started recognizing me, and brands were like, we would like to give you money. I was, money? I like, is, you could get money here too? And as soon as I found out you could get some money, I was like, this, this is, we might have to think about this. So, so I'm still going to that job, but soon as brands recognized me and realized that older women, older people, I'm much older than these lovely people here, and that you can do other things. I was raised in a place where you were supposed to get a job and you were supposed to stay at that job and get your pension and be grateful and move down south and be happy. And then these lovely people taught me, social media is a blessing and a curse, but it taught me that you don't have to do that anymore that you can really make your own way and your own life and your own career by being who you are. And I was raised scared and we were raised that way. If you don't have a check, if you don't have a pension, if you don't have health insurance, mm-hmm. and my two adult children, 26 and 32, is like, we outside. We gonna, I, I'm not staying at this job. You know what that man said to me? He said, I got to be here at nine o'clock, and I can't be here at nine o'clock, and they will leave a job. So <laughs> I've learned that the opportunities are everywhere, and we, you you don't play. You don't play. So. I've learned that I could start making money. And when I started to make money and I started to value myself and started to charge what I deserved. And the first time somebody paid it, I said, oh, it's over for (laughs) y'all.
0: I wanted to ask, I mean, there's definitely a balance there, right? Between family life and work life. What percentage of your week goes to content creation?
3: A hundred percent. If anybody tells you different that is in that space, they're not being honest because you are figuring out what you're going to post, you're deciding when you're going to post it, then you have to post it, then you have to see if people are actually engaging in it, then you maybe owe a brand something, so you got to make sure the brand gets their stuff, then the brand needs their invoice, then they got to get their money to you and if they don't get it, you got to follow up. You are doing That is all day. That is a job. And so when people are like showing you their, you know, smoothie in the morning in their lovely apartment and lifting their laptop up, it, that is bullshit. <laughs> 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 the little four feet in front of my camera is the only thing that looks good in my apartment. Okay, it, everything else looks crazy because after I did that setup, then I did the fake afternoon setup. You know. So it is 100% of your time if that is what you want to do. And it's okay because there's so much money to be had. But don't let them make you think it's a couple hours a week afternoon thing.
0: It's not.
2: Come on now with the truth.
0: So, (laughs) Rosalyn, Black Enterprise is definitely a notable outlet, right?
2: Legacy. Yes, a legacy company. I love it. Mm -hmm.
0: How do different creators and designers and everyone get themselves into a publication like that, or just any part of that media. I think everyone tries to figure it out yes. and do people still need publicists nowadays for that?
2: Well, um, so what I'm looking for as a journalist, I'm looking for a unique angle, something that catches my attention, compelling, especially as it relates to the black diaspora and our just innovative product line. Um, so you take somebody like Maya, for example, He didn't have anybody reach out to me. One, you know, we know each other personally. So I was able to get his bags on my radar and I came up with the angle of just like, these are black handbag designers that you need to know about. Um, But there are a ton of brands that reach out to me. And like I said, those are the things that I'm looking for, but you don't necessarily need a publicist. It just helps because you have to have a compelling pitch and you're making amazing handbags, you're handwriting your notes to each of your your clients, which is so beautiful. He don't have no time, and that's not his forte, right? He is a designer, he's a creative. Writing isn't his thing, so that's where you get a publicist. They also have the access, they have the, the email list, but there are always loopholes, right? So maybe you just hire a freelance writer for like 30 to $50 and write your pitch. And then you could just reach out to the, you can get on like a PR newswire and send it out. And if you stay consistent with that, people will pick it up. It'll get picked up. There's always ways of kind of working around it. But you definitely want to hire somebody with the gift of word, written word, to put your branding, your your messaging together. Um, Because that's what I'm paying attention to. If somebody is reaching out to me and... I could just tell it was sent from their iPhone and it's just like I just got one of those the other day. Hey, so I got so and so and they're doing this. I I just I'm uh, We're not, we're not <laughs> I, we're, I don't even <laughs> ignore next, you know. So, having a publicist helps because they have that access. They've already built the relationships with us and you know, they but they're expensive though. They're not cheap. So, you know, if if you're just not there yet, take your time, because also like I've covered, especially with black enterprise, we've covered people that are just getting started. You know, it's it's just it's all about, you know, the timing. And if it's your time, it's your time. Nobody's going to take that from you. So but having a publicist helps, you know, I can't deny. I can't deny.
0: Almost on the same note, Selena, I wanted to ask, do stylists ever position new brands to you? How do you interact with stylists?
3: Um, I haven't actually ha- interacted with any stylists at all. I get people who ask me to style them. And so that's what happens for me. Um, and I'm not there yet. I can't. I just, I don't know what I'm going to put on until I get up. I don't. I don't. I really don't. <laughs> so um, I have not had that experience. So I'm lucky that way. That.
0: <laughs> I mean, you mentioned the invoicing and everything that has got to do with the brands. I wanted to know from Maya. Mm. How does that end up working out for you? What's it like from your seat as a designer when you have to go through that process with someone?
1: Uh, so, I still haven't went through that process. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and that's and that's the beauty of it, right? Uh, you get to hear what it sounds like coming from a publicist standpoint and what it sounds like coming from a content creator standpoint. Mm-hmm. And for me, that's the whole Maya Winston experience because me as the the brand, mm-hmm. I want my clients or customers to get an understanding of what actually goes into getting this brand to get to the scale that you all actually want to see this brand at. Hmm. And that's why I actually have them here. So yeah, yeah. it's it's being televised that <laughs> Although we're here now on this platform,
0: <laughs> it's organically happening right it's now. It's
1: organically happening, but in order for it to get to the next level, I'm, I'm gonna need y'all even more. So, I mean, I'm really trying to understand
0: because there's a dynamic no. there, right? So, Selena Maya, what is a normal interaction and, like, to and, get it to and, actually happening?
1: And our, inter- inter- our interaction was just super organic. Um, again, the bag was going like wildfire; it came on her radar, but. I'm actually like tapped into we're almost family or how long I've known her daughter. So again, it's uh, Maya Winston has always, and I feel like it will always be a situation where we are who we got. And it's each one of us that's saying, okay, let me put you in a position to get better. And of course, we're going to get to the level where we start hiring content creators because... That, that again, is the Maya Winston way to spread the love and everybody eats and each one is for one. But until we get there, this is what it is.
2: Listen, I bought my first bag. Exactly. Okay? <laughs> it wasn't no, exactly. oh, Jeroslyn, I got, uh-uh-uh. I bought my first bag. Then when I knew I was going to feature him, he got a publicist that I reached out and I, and I asked. Okay? <laughs> and then he hit me up. He was like, "So how's that?" Uh, cuz he knew what bag I bought. He was like, "So how's that other bag working out for you?" I was like, "It's working great." But I need to... <laughs>
3: okay. it would have been better. <laughs> yeah, okay.
2: But like it, he's not lying. Like it is very organic. All the support he's getting is just it's natural and it's just going to it's just going to keep going up from here.
3: Let me just say this as a creator. Yeah. That When you are giving, you're giving a lot of things. People get a lot of stuff. Back in the day, I didn't know that. So I was spending a lot of money on stuff. And so we get a lot of stuff. And when you're giving stuff on a PR list that you didn't ask for, or they didn't talk to your people about, or talk to you about, you are not obligated to post. So even though I was given, I didn't have to buy my bag.
0: (laughs) I was given
3: my bag. And every opportunity I can, I repost that. You know, I need another bag because I've been tired. <laughs> look, look, listen, listen. But every time I get the chance to show that bag, I show that bag. And that is because it goes back to what Maya said earlier. If you see a celebrity with a bag and the next day she got a different bag, you're going to buy that bag. But when the person behind the bag, you respect, and you admire, and you appreciate everything that they've done, you're going to represent that bag. And so that is why most of you, all of you, are probably here. You ain't here for me. Or here, and I'm going to continue to support because he is genuine. What you see is what you get. And that's why we're here.
2: Yes. I love all the bags in the audience, too. Yes. Isn't that nice? All the Maya Winston bags in the audience. It just looks so pretty, just (laughs) colorful. I love it.
0: So, Jarazon and we spoke a little bit about how just it's been a time for black business owners and the last few years we've seen again people being conscious of where they buy. Right. With you being at Black Enterprise, can you give us some insights on why yeah. people of color should even just become oh, and get yeah. into the business they've been thinking of now? Oh
2: yeah. Now is the time. Um I even just wrote uh well we I saw a story it said um this is the lowest uh the lowest poverty rate in the black community ever like it's like amen we we got money nice. and before we we've always been the biggest consumers on the market but before we were putting that in other people's pockets now we're spending our own dollars within ourselves so that's why you're seeing this emergence of black luxury black wealth just black lifestyle it like it is the time i i love covering even like lifestyle content seeing just black people creating bags, luggages, glasses, jackets, like it's just so dope because that it, you've never seen that before. So if ever there was a time to start a business of any type, the time is now because we are going to support each other. We're making up for lost time. Mm -hmm. Um, so there's no reason to hold yourself back. You deserve exactly.
0: And, and Maya, we didn't touch on this, but I feel like your brand is definitely niche because there's a part of it that it is very lifestyle, right? As we see right now behind us, this is all lifestyle. Can you talk about kind of your attention behind why you've went that route?
1: So, like, I travel a lot. And for me, it's, it, it was more of even, like, if coming up with designs, it's, I try to put myself into, like, I'm, I people watch a lot. And I try to envision where you're actually going to be going in sport in this bag. And for me, it's, it's all lifestyle. Everything about it, whether you're traveling, whether you're going to brunch, because that's what the girls do. Um, yeah, you just, that's you know, it's it. was like,
0: yeah, yeah, we do that.
1: <laughs> so I just, wanted, I just wanted to create a lifestyle and something for people to rally around. And Yeah
0: regarding artificial intelligence that's the buzzword right and everyone's trying to figure out how to use it and capitalize whether it's from copywriting to whatever it may be making reels i wanted to ask i'll start with you Maya. how are you using ai Uh,
1: oh the first time i used it was for newsletters uh as as you could tell i don't send a lot of emails because that's really not my thing um i'm hoping at some point i could hire someone to do it but AI and go to ChatGPT and mm-hmm. tell them what you want them to say and mm-hmm. how you want to say it. They'll they'll make sure it's said. Yeah. <laughs> so I use AI a lot for that. Um, but even just these apps that are, that are coming up that you could literally load pictures in it. Yeah. It just makes sure it looks exactly how it's supposed to look. Yeah, I definitely utilize all of that.
0: and are you even allowed to? Oh no! About? Are you
2: kidding me? No, 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 no. no. Um, but I use it for research and not work, not work related, just my side, my side projects. I go to chat GPT, um, just for ideas and references. Cause it's like a free personal assistant, but you have to humanize everything. Cause it's a, it's a robot, yeah. it's a robot, but you got to humanize everything it does. But yeah, no, it's, it's, it's not, it's not so bad. And I, I don't see it cause you know, people say like, oh, are, are you worried about what it's going to do as a journalist? It is a damn robot. Like I, I mean, if it it, it will advance as time progresses, but it's so robotic, you know. You're, it's not going to be able to co- write a compelling article the way I did. You know, I just, so I'm, I'm fine. I, I just use it as my little free personal assistant.
0: Selena, are you using it to cut down? No, 100%? no, no,
3: no, no. I listen. Or manual. I'm just I I got Instagram down and I moved on over to TikTok. Let me just start at one app at a time, one new thing at a time, okay? All right. I'm representing I'm 52. Let's focus now. Okay. <laughs>
2: Just stop all this chat. GPC, yeah,
3: let's give, you know? give me a minute. Because by the okay. time I catch on that, it'll be something else. So <laughs> I mean, I'm going to wait.
0: <laughs> are, are you editing all your videos and everything yourself? Myself. Is your fiance oh, not doing it yet? Is he holding the camera not yet?
3: It. He's He's holding the camera. He's okay. The okay. Oh, he's that. very <laughs> sweet. He, but does,
1: he does look like a content creator, he, too. He, oh,
2: I've been trying. Be i trying. Y'all got something going. I need to see the both of y'all together. We're oh, going to
3: try. We're going to try. But I'm 52 and he's 62. So the two of us together with technology, you're lucky. <laughs> getting these pictures okay you're lucky <laughs>
0: <laughs> Javazlyn uh what trends are you seeing right now besides just AI, ai that people need to be paying attention to outside of that besides
2: ai and tiktok of course and cap cut my best machine mm. she better at CapCut than me <laughs> but um i say for 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 what i do and how i'm paying attention to businesses and the ones that are popping like definitely if you have like a and this isn't a trend. I hate to say it because it's just something you, you should do. But like a philanthropy effort or just the messaging mm-hmm. that it, it, has, it packs a message. People are clinging to that, whether you're putting it on a bag, on your shirt, and kind of creating a line around that. Those are really sticking. Um, but even just having that component, a foundation-type component to the brand, it can help with marketing. We get impressed. We get in support. We even brand reach outs, just further expansion. Um, and, I, again, I hate to say that's a trend, but it is just a really good component that it works.
0: Philanthropy efforts from anyone up here? Anything that you have planned?
2: I have three
3: children. That okay, is. there
0: we go. <laughs> They're
3: all my resources, though. So
2: I, my nothing. wife and I got three kids
0: also, <laughs> okay. so. You see what yeah, I just I, said? I, sorry. Yeah, yeah, I understand.
2: Philanthropy <laughs> all the time.
0: Now, Maya, we're definitely going to go into some Q&A, right? Find other audiences probably itching they got a few questions themselves. But before we go there, I wanted to ask Maya specifically, um, with some of this discussion, what's the key thing that you just want the next person who's trying to create their brand? And not necessarily be the next Maya Winston to have success like this in the first year, but what's the biggest thing that you could tell them?
1: Uh, I think the biggest thing I could share with anyone that's trying to do anything is to tap into yourself. Uh, I feel like, when you take the time out to figure out who you are as a person and who you're aspiring to be, I think that's the biggest thing. And while while you're doing that, you're actually going to be learning so much about yourself and focusing on becoming disciplined and becoming consistent. And once you once you get those two things down, I feel like that's half the battle already. There you go.
0: I hope y'all been taking your notes, all right? <laughs> Now it's time for you to all get a chance to, if you've been thinking about something, for any of them that you'd like to ask, please raise your hand and I'm gonna get a mic to you.
1: Yeah, we covered everything. <laughs> we got
0: somebody right here, right here in the middle. You know
3: him, don't
0: we know him? Yeah. Okay. <laughs> no. <laughs> did I really ask all the questions?
4: You asked really good questions. I did, I asked yeah, the, yeah, okay.
0: It was a great panel. Um. I wanted to know, I do like the style of the bag, even though I see it on um, other ladies. Um, I wanted to know what made you come up with that kind of square style, and why did you you know, make that maybe like the staple of the brand?
1: Uh, to be completely honest, um, I was actually hanging out with my sister, and I always was... I had, at this point, already decided I was going to do handbags, but it hit me when I actually took my sister's, she had a Chanel shopping bag. So the idea actually came from a shopping bag and I felt like having the handles stand instead of falling was gonna just give it that extra pop and I didn't want anything to fall out. <laughs> yes. but, but the main thing was it had, to be, it had to be of structure and had to have that shape, yeah.
0: We had another question, right? Oh, up there. Let's start with her. The mic's right there.
3: Um, so I kind of have a two-person question. Uh, the, right here. Oh, okay. Hey. The first, hey, Maya. So the first one is for Maya. Um, I wanted to know. I'm not sure if this was, you know, on purpose or if this organically happened. What, but what made you choose to let the people sell your bag instead of marketing sell your bag? Mm-hmm.
1: That was just extremely organic. I feel like the biggest marketers are the people. Word of mouth is what really get things going. And I actually had no choice in the matter because once my friends, family, and people that really rocked with me realized I was doing something, I feel like people been waiting for me to do something for a while because they remember me from my, my past life. And it was just like, okay, what is he going to do next? And it was always itching. And once, once I dropped dropped it, it's like, okay, we got you. So it was really like, a we got you moment. Like I got you. And I'm going to make sure everybody in my circle can see that. Okay. Maya is back.
0: I mean, I'll even add for him that, I mean, once everyone bought it and they saw what it was, the quality was there. Right. And that's always the biggest thing. He didn't cut any corners on the quality, so. Question up
1: here, stage (laughs) right. Good afternoon.
4: Howdy. My question is uh, for all three panelists. Um, I want to know, you know, Douglas said, without struggle, there's no progress, right? So I want to know about a struggle that each of you have faced in uh, formulating your businesses and how did you uh, overcome it?
1: I'll start. I think the struggle is within the self, like within myself. For a long time I felt like I wasn't worthy to say. Um, I had, what do you call that? Um,
3: imposter, imposter syndrome.
1: Exactly. I had that imposter syndrome to where I felt like, okay, I'm here, but how how did I get here? And for a long time, when I had another brand, I was told that I didn't have the experience or this is just happening because of so-and-so. And I actually had to work through those traumas and go and get the experience. Like what a lot of people don't know, I started doing, I had a brand before I even decided I wanted to be in fashion. It just so happened to happen. My mom started making samples and I was wearing them and everybody wanted to rock them and just just that, that, that thing that was in me was just like, how did I get here? Mm-hmm. And not understanding why you're doing something. And I feel like that, that will eat you alive when other people can tell you about yourself and you can't really tell yourself about yourself. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So I think what you have to overcome in life is that self-doubt. Mm-hmm. And once you overcome that, <laughs> there's no stopping you.
2: That's right. Uh, yes. Great question. Um, and for me, it's always been a struggle. You know, like I said, my start, nobody was trying to hire me. Um, I had to just stay consistent. Like the, the passion that burns inside of me to do what I do, I, it just couldn't be denied whether I was working as a receptionist, whether I was doing a retail job, whether I was unemployed. I just kept going and it always sounds cheesy. And I hate that it's like the word consistency, but it really is consistency. Like it just, it, it you just keep knocking, keep knocking that doors, the door's going to come down. And then we were just talking about this backstage, like, oh, it just feels like it's my season, you know? And, and you know me, so, you know, I put in a lot of work um, and it's like, it's my time and it just can't be denied. And those struggles, Make it like it makes it makes it so much better. So embrace the struggle. I always say Um, uh, trust the journey because just even with the with the lows, the lows that it's really just kind of grounding that foundation that you're always going to stand solid.
3: Um, For me, I think um, I never was able to put myself first because I have three children. I had my first daughter at 19 and just had to be a mom and take care of them and focus on them. And then um, my children have been my biggest supporters, um, but imposter syndrome is real. And when I got on Instagram in the beginning, I struggled for a very long time into building a community and followers. And that was because I was emulating other people. And when I realized that people were coming for Selena, and I showed up as Selena, then my followers went up and people appreciated me. But it took me figuring out who I was and going to therapy and brown and black people, we don't do that. And we need to do that. So once I fixed myself and my children again were supportive and were like, we're not gonna be here forever because that was my existence. That was my identity is being their mom. And so people would see me out and be like, oh, that's Ashley's mama, that's Mark's mom. And then one day it was like, well, who am I? And so when I got out of my own way and you get out of your own way and figure out, we've talked about this last night, what is your why? Like, why are you getting up? Why are you moving? Why are you going? What, what is the purpose? Besides money, because we love money. But... What do you want people to say about you at the end of the day? And people are like, I don't care what people think about you. That's a lie. That's a lie. You want to know that when you leave a room, people are like, that's a real nigga.
0: (laughs) (laughs) I love love that. Selena always keeps it a buck. (laughs) buck. (laughs) We got time for two more questions. I had this Scott Zaza right here for a while, so. Yeah. Congratulations, I just wanna say congratulations
1: first and foremost to my brother. You know it's an honor to be here, I'm proud of you, I'm inspired by you. And um, just to ask my question, a lot of these high-end designers, luxury designers, like the bags usually have like the logo prints on it, like the Gucci, Louis Vuitton, Fendi, Goyard and such. What I love about your bag is that it's just simple, bright color palette and it really makes the quality of the bag stand out to me. So my question is, what made you sway away from going with the logo prints all over or the abstract meticulous type of designs and just keep it real simple? And my second
0: question is, where you get that jacket from? (laughs) He snuck in two questions, but that's a good second question. Uh,
1: First of all, thank you for being here, my boy. Um, That that second question got crazy. (laughs) But... For me, the, the loudest one in the room is always like, not it, right? Mm-hmm. Um, for me, I wanted to focus on quality. Uh, uh, what a lot of you don't know is I, I do product development and production in my, my, my day job, right? <laughs> so we're not there yet where I quit my job. I still go to work. <laughs> um, I do product development and production And that's where I put all my efforts to make sure that the quality could stand on the price. But the quality, I made sure the price is lower than the quality. So hand in hand, by the time you actually get the bag in your hand, whatever decision that you thought about when you were purchasing a $200 bag, When you got it, you're no longer like, okay, that was a good purchase. So for me, not going loud and just focusing on the quality was the right way to go. And the jacket. And the
0: jacket. (laughs) (laughs) Selena's like, how do I get that?
3: I'm going (laughs) to eye that jacket. It might leave with me
0: tonight.
1: I don't know. Uh, The jacket came because I heard that I was doing a Samsung event. (laughs) So I quickly hit up my guy in Pakistan. And, and told him I, need, I needed something f- fresh for this. So this is a one-of-one, one, a custom. Ooh, this is just-
2: Ooh, <laughs> <laughs> you better. <laughs> yeah. We- show Question top
0: right. Yeah. All right, this this gonna be the last one. You gotta make it good, no pressure.
4: No pressure, no, no pressure. pressure. First of all, congratulations, Maya. Love you to death. To the two other panelists, this has been an insightful panel. And I would say, just to cap it off, I feel like I've learned a lot. Learn even in this 20-minute session. So thank you. thank you both. This last question is going to go to Maya. And I don't know how comfortable you feel answering this question, but life is a blessing. And I'm one of those people that can stand here and say, I'm grateful that you've had an opportunity to execute this because you've always been built for this. I'm curious to ask you, you know, we spoke about direct influences. Beautiful mommy in the front says, Tiff, love you just the same. I'm curious to know, how have those indirect things that weren't expected those influences how have that how's, those, how's how's those experiences driven you both in the fashion side of the fence but also just personally in your day to day i'm very curious because i've watched you persevere so many things that were unexpected so that's my last question for for you
1: like uh, give me an example of the unexpected
4: Well, unexpected is me waking up in the morning and and, and finding out that one of my best friends had been in a major accident. Mm -hmm. The lost his dad, someone who I know means so much to him, known him since high school. So I'm curious because Maya that I know is not one to belabor how sad or how tough it is in the moment because the Maya I know is a fighter. So I'm just curious if you'd be comfortable sharing how those experiences has has helped to mold you in this phase two that we're seeing right now.
1: Yeah, um, yeah, that's crazy. Like, (laughs) you can't do that like that, but...
0: (laughs) (laughs) Um, Good way to close it out, though.
1: (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, those experiences, like, those were big for me because... It put me in a situ it, it put me in situations where you almost think that you're supposed to die from those. Like though you're not supposed to come back from situations like that. And almost selfishly, those situations are what fuel me. Because when the worst things happen to you in life, you have to start wondering, like, why they happen to you, for one, and being in a car accident like that where someone actually did pass away, it's like, why am I still here? And those things kind of give you like purpose in life. Mm-hmm. And with those, like, that's crazy, bro. Oh. Um. Okay. Yeah. Yes.
3: I just have one last question from Maya What is next for? Maya Winston experience. What, what products can we expect that you'll be okay. sending me?
0: <laughs> Uh-oh, they spotted some, some of the samples.
3: We've seen a little
1: something, a sneak peek. Yeah. Huh? <laughs> <laughs> no. Nah, so the main thing is, right, I'm not, like I said before, I'm not a designer, mm. right? Okay. So to label me as a handbag designer mm. or anything is is just not true okay so for me i'm just i just go with the flow and whatever feels right feels right okay. and it's really like a lifestyle and i go with what i like to see and how i like to see it worn okay so for me there's there's it's gonna be a lot more products Gonna be a lot more handbags. Might see some sunglasses here and there. <laughs> you're <in> the here and <laughs> here. Yeah, but at the end of the day, it, it's gonna be a full, a full lifestyle brand. Now you're fiestaing over your cheap box. 45 club, you live in front Watch a real bad man bossing, make no of that. Stand up over your grave and pray for your mum and watch me now.
2: Thanks for listening. If you enjoyed this episode of Blue Dope and you'd like to help support the podcast, please share it with others, post about it on social media,
4: or leave a rating and review. To catch all the latest, you can follow the crew on Instagram at Blue Dope TV.